The Sailor Jimmy Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rooftop Solutions. Stephen Smolko and his team are the best in the roofing business. Give us a call at 832-512-5758. Again, that's 832-512-5758. Welcome to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Inspiring people to chase their dreams, share their success stories, and find joy in life. Now, here's your captain at the helm, U.S. Navy veteran, Jimmy Rogers. We've got a very special guest here today. He's the greatest basketball player to never make the NBA. <laughs> one of my... <laughs> One of my homeboys <laughs> that I grew up with, Chris Weldon, and uh, also Caitlin is back with us today. So welcome in, y'all. Thank you, Jimmy. And we're going to start off with rapid fire with Chris and Caitlin. So, Chris, what is your favorite sport? Basketball. Caitlin? Soccer. Well, playing or watching, I should ask. Uh, playing. playing. soccer. Watching? Watching probably football. I'm probably gonna say playing playing basketball and watching football. I know you love basketball. Depends on what you have money on. <laughs> <laughs> man, I thought you stopped gambling, man. <laughs> no, nah, I'm out. Don't let the boogies know. <laughs> That's a habit. You can't break that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily. You could take a break. Favorite food? Anything I can drink on. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> Something that doesn't make you full to where you can't drink it. So no pasta or carbs. No. So like crawfish. Just like steak and a vegetable, chicken and a vegetable. Because then you don't feel ugh afterwards. What about you? I would definitely say sushi. Sushi. Sushi is one of my favorites. I'm all about the Asian food. Like pho, sushi. What's the what's the shit they do on the grill? Hibachi. 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 Like I'm. I love Asian food. So good. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? <laughs> Michael Jordan. I'm a UNC fan, Tar Heel all the way. My parents both went there. We're from North Carolina. Yeah. I know. Should I take my shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> do this you, guy has do a, you have a tattoo? He has a Jordan tattoo. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it on your back? Yeah. yeah. MJ, baby, all day. What about you? No question. Dude, Michael Jordan. Come on. And it annoys me that people don't, especially the new generation, doesn't really truly understand how good he was. But if you go back and watch like his highlights and his like documentaries and stuff, but just his dedication, his I mean, his championship mindset. The only person I think could compare to him is Kobe Bryant. Yeah, how hungry and how bad they wanted it. His LeBron? moves were just they were so different. Who's Jordan's? His yeah. in and out, his smoothness, the way he jumped, the way he could hang, the way he would jump, and you wouldn't know he's about yeah. to dunk on yeah. you, and then he would dunk on yeah. you. I mean, switching the ball midair. To the from the right to the left, yeah. Or did he go left to right? He went right to left. Yeah, came up right. Rolled. You're not a left. true basketball fan if you don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was also very different. If I can talk to that, like '90s basketball. Yeah. I mean, and the even grit. before, but it, it it was just a very different game. Yeah. I feel like it was raw. That's when I really respected the NBA. Yeah. You know, and being able to come in that and actually go to a game to feel that even like the throwback jerseys i mean you were saying earlier time. before the show how you were just kind of over the nba and you're yeah. bringing up the point now <laughs> it's like back in those days when it was like charles barkley charles oakley patrick ewing john stockton carl malone like those dudes used to bang each other around like that was a different nba nowadays Definitely. like the flopping and the 
wussy fouls and well, it's they were dogs. Yeah. Now you got this more technical yeah. game where everybody wants to foul and go to the free throw line, but yeah. that also all the people now that pick LeBron over Jordan are the same people that are sitting inside playing video games, not playing outside like <laughs> we were. True. I think That's it's true. generational as well, yeah. though. I have to agree to It's a softer to generation. Point. Well, I think back then it was more about the actual game. And that's what I feel about every sport. When yeah. you look at football, when you look at basketball, when you look at baseball, it was more about the actual sport and your talent and who you wanted to be within that sport. Now it's all about the money. And if the money's not there, I don't think that they'd even want to play. Maybe. I mean, probably a lot of them. Yeah. I do think that there's one person in the NBA that's still kind of a dog, and he's from right here in Tomball. <laughs> JB. Jimmy Butler. He still plays, or he, at least he puts off that persona where, like, he's a junkyard dog. Like, he's not a... Hard hat and lunch pail. Hard hat and lunch pail. <laughs> All right, one more rapid-fire question. Tomball or Magnolia? I'm going to say Tomball. That's what I does one for you. <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> I used to think they were the same thing back in the day. Y'all know, I'm, y'all know I'm Tomball, but for him, he played at Tomball and Magnolia, so... Ooh. He's got uh, so when we're coming to sports, okay. Oh man. Well, even like it, as, I as a as a kid, I'd say I would say I had uh, the better experiences in Tomball, but now as an adult, just the peace and quiet and being out in the country is just something that um, I like to do. I like to shoot guns. I like to shoot skeet. I like to have a couple beers while I'm doing it, and Magnolia would be the place to do it. You don't think that eventually, though? <laughs> excuse me, that. COVID. It's going to keep going. <laughs> he got me back. Good for you. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, you don't think that eventually it's going to, you know, go the infrastructure and the department store. All, it's all going to move north. It's going to get the highways. Oh, it's gonna, for sure. We're already seeing it happen. Yeah. yeah. They're already, I just read an article yesterday about a 60-acre retail development going in in Magnolia. So, yeah. Well, you're uh, having so much new development out over there. there. off of the hot new highway. 149. Really all yeah. those mansions the out there because all these people that, you know, are old oil and gas money, maybe even came from Compact back in the day, whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah, you remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Compact. They all moved out there because it is that peace and quiet. You know, you, you don't have the hustle bustle of Houston. But at the end of the day... Yeah. You know they're going to start developing out there because the money's out there. The people yeah, are starting yeah. to be pushed. It's more of like an age thing and where you work. Where you work plays a lot yeah. of parts into it. A lot of people don't want to sit for an hour and a half in traffic. True. For sure. If well, you can work from home, I would say Magnolia would probably be the place to be. I was looking at houses or like one-acre lots the other day online. I was, the first place I looked was Magnolia. And I'm from Tomball. I hate to say that. I love Tomball. I'll always be a Tomball kid, but... If you're looking to settle down and raise a family and be in the country, Tomball still has that small town feeling downtown Tomball, but it's not really that country anymore because there's so much being built up on it. It's expanded. I mean, really, you only have downtown Tomball that feels that way. But once you get out towards 249 and all that new development. Yeah. But Tomball for life. (laughs) Hey, what does it say? What's the high school? The pride of Texas. The pride of Texas. (laughs) Make it a great day or not, the choice is yours. (laughs) Who used to say that? (laughs) The principal. Oh, man. I forgot about that. I forgot that. Make it a great day or not, the choice is yours. (laughs) That's going to be my sign off. That should be. That's a a really good one. That's funny how you still remember that. 
he made an impact in your life. No, we just had to memorize it. Mr. <laughs> Verkamp was a good dude. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we used to have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. You know, all Stand those up with things. your hand over your yeah. heart. You never argued, never sat down, no. never took yeah. a knee. No. Sure we don't didn't. do that anymore. No. <laughs> back in those days, you should hear my dad talk about it. They say you would have done that back in his day. You might have got your head knocked off. Yeah. Like, it was a whole different world, but. Our OTC boys coming deep. I've got Chris on the show today. We grew up together since we were little kids. Caitlin, you probably don't know a lot of this, but you'll kind of learn today. <laughs> I'm going to learn today. You're going to learn today, girl. Um, learn today. Chris and I grew up in a apartment complex in downtown Tomball on Cherry Street called Darfur Square. The square. The square. The square. And, the uh, square. We lived like probably, what, 150 feet from each other? Yep. Our patios looked at each other. Yeah. And I'm going to start off with a really funny story. But one night, this dude, I saw the pizza man show up at his house. Oh, so it was, back, it was back when we had AOL Instant Messenger. Remember, remember AOL Instant Messenger? Oh, of course. So I jumped on my computer and I, I messaged him. He was online. messaging. I was like, hey, man, bring me some pizza. Because <laughs> I saw the pizza man <laughs> deliver pizza. Did you bring him some pizza? And he's like, all right, I got you. I was like, all right, I'll be on the patio. Something so like that. he comes. That's a real friend. He comes walking over to my house. With this paper plate with pizza on it and this club, a styrofoam cup like this, and he's just he 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 sold himself out because he walked up and he was laughing like really hard and I was like, "What's so funny?" And I knew not to drink whatever what was ever in the cup, and I was really skeptical of the pizza, but he pissed in the cup. Oh my god! <laughs> I was only laughing because I didn't really want him to drink it <laughs> because I could have kept a straight face and let his ass drink it and felt oh bad. He's like, "I got you some lemonade and some pizza." I was but like, man, I'm hungry, man. Bring me some pizza. He used pizza. to drive me around illegally, so I didn't want to do my boy like that. <laughs> no tags. Yeah. No tags. <laughs> Straight out Darfur Square, 15, 15 and 14, driving down hey, Cherry man. Street. It was hard times back then. <laughs> Real hard times. <laughs> I don't think my parents would have ever let me drive at 14, 15. Half the time, he would the just car? take the keys. Oh, okay. Yeah. He would just go grab the keys when they would go to sleep and we'd be gone. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Where would y'all go? What would you do? Uh, High school parties, (laughs) whatever we wanted, get some food. Go to Whataburger, friends' houses. We were. Go go drive by Larry's house, see if he was home. Rest in peace. But that was back in those days. You're talking about 2004? Yeah. Cops didn't Um, care. Cops didn't care. (laughs) Man, I was a different man. I ain't the same. I ain't the same Jimmy Rogers I was in 2004. Like. It took all those mistakes of getting those uh, no, no inspection sticker tickets from Tomball Police and no insurance. Like that stuff piled up. And then when I was able to, to finally get rid of it, I knew not to do it anymore. So now I keep my stuff. Yeah, I don't want to pay any more government money. No. If I don't have to as an adult. So my no, we were uh, bad kids. favorite story about us living in Darford Square was I had moved to my dad's out in uh, Magnolia to Bear Branch. And I came home one time, and I had just got some brand-new T-Mac shoes. And Jimmy, he was at home, and he was like, man, I like your shoes. And I had been wearing them already for two weeks at school, so people knew, like, I had them. (laughs) And Jimmy's like, well, I got these Converse weapons. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Let's switch for the week. So we switched for the week so so people would think that we both had two (laughs) pair of shoes instead of one pair of shoes. shoes. They believed us, too. (laughs) 
Y'all remember that? I mean, seriously, I was yeah. just talking about it the other day. You know, we were in the time of like Abercrombie and Hollister oh, yeah. and all those things. And it's like, I remember because my mom was a single mom. And we had the option of, you know, going and buying something there and it being quite expensive or going somewhere. I can't remember the, the you department You can get three store, things from here or you can get ten things from here. Wieners. Yeah, wieners. Oh, oh hell. But, you know, wieners, you, you can yeah. go over here and stretch your money or you can go here and only get one or two items. And I was always the person, uh, I was good with money, so I'd rather stretch my money. But I would go get an item here or there, and I would try to throw it into my wardrobe, yeah. right? So then people would be like, oh, yeah, she does have Abercrombie, or yeah, she is cool, you know? And I was always but the girl one that day people... day you were Abercrombie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you people had Abercrombie, liked, though, so... you were cool. Fridays. You were cool, yeah. right? Well, I'd come home. so expensive. I'd come it home, was. and my brother would have all that Abercrombie. Yeah. Him and all the boys would go yeah. grab from Abercrombie, and <laughs> as soon as I would leave, I would it. stuff it in my backpack, and I'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I would have all his Abercrombie clothes. Is he older or younger? Three years older, but he had this one shirt that said, Spitters or Quitters, oh. and I wore it one time, and they, made, they called my dad and made me change, change it, shirts, but I didn't put it on until I got onto the bus, yeah. so he never knew. Until I had gotten to school. Good old Abercrombie for making things that were like that. I mean, I remember a Christmas shirt that I bought and it said, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm obviously you said, know uh, what it was saying. It said quickie car wash, quick in and out service. Right. <laughs> and I mean, you're putting these on teenage, middle school to high school age children. They were killing it, man. Yes, but how it's inappropriate would you look heard that They still, a lot of high schoolers still wear Abercrombie today. I'm like sure. Like the generation just... Dropped a few years. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I still have a jacket that is amazing material, super warm, everything about it. And it doesn't say Abercrombie. It just has like a small little uh, tag of it. So got, nobody knows got, now. What was that symbol? They had the moose? Yeah, yeah. The they moose. had the moose. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, unless you're really looking, you can't tell. I still have that jacket. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I wear it in the wintertime. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start wearing Abercrombie at our age and see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> it might not fit us anymore. Yeah. Honestly, they made the guys stuff. Y'all stuff was pretty legit, but girl stuff, it was yeah. so thin. It was awful. Like you said, you could go here and get three things, or you go here and get ten. For some reason, I wanted to go get three things because I wanted to have that one nice pair. I would have that one really we cool pair of shoes. Because if you just if you had the new Kobe's or you had the new T Max, like you were just cool. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't matter what else you were wearing. It didn't. So People remember you were, that the one item. It didn't matter what color top, what no. color bottom. You were wearing them things every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? When I really think back, it was it was all our parents and what they had, right? It wasn't what we had because mm. up until the point that we could have jobs, we didn't have any money. No. So we were judged based on what our family could provide. Yeah. And realistically, you know, I'm glad that that's kind of come out of sequence these days. Yes, of course, people are still wearing Nikes and Adidas and, you know, getting the new shoes and all of that. But look at fast fashion. I mean, now we're in the day and age that it doesn't really matter what we're wearing. So that's true. I'll be full transparent. I'll go get some stuff off the Ross shelf. Yeah. TJ Maxx. And I'll also go buy nice stuff, too. I'll go buy a thousand dollar suit for a, a gala, but I'll go buy a pair of basketball shorts from ross like 499 699 and why wouldn't you it's nike yeah. it's adidas so, you can buy whatever you want there it is what it is but yeah. i like to talk about this with chris because we grew up like not having like we're in a position now in our lives where we can go i can stop in at ross or i can go spend a thousand dollars on a suit because i work so hard but 
you appreciate that now because in those days we saw the kids, you know, they had everything they wanted. We, we were just sharing shoes and trying to be cool. So it's interesting to see like how that affects you when you grow up. Yeah. I mean, I went to Klein and when you looked in our parking lot, I mean, the cheapest car in my parking lot at the time was probably like a Beetle. And those, if you remember those Beetles that came out, I mean, every girl wanted them. But then aside from that, people were driving Infinities, Escalades, Hummers. I mean, you name it. And it's like my sister and I were driving a rebuilt old Woody wagon. Do you (laughs) all know what that is? A Jeep Wagoneer. It is one of those surfer mobiles that has wood panels on and people would put their surfboard on top because my father was a surfer and that's exactly what he wanted to rebuild. And so he was like, here you guys go. It's the extra car in the family. I mean, we would be at the front of the line getting out of school and our car would die. (laughs) And we would hold up the entire line and people would be honking at us and their their Beamers and their Mercedes. And we'd just be like, what's up? What's up? Like so embarrassed, like having to push our car. outside the way chris had a pt cruiser i always thought those looked like a hearse i'll never forget your black pt cruiser bro i had a nissan maxima nice 20 i had 20s on it though (laughs) that lasted me about a year and a half did you wreck it nope my dad came and took it from me for not paying the bill (laughs) good for him yeah good for him well enough about clothes and material things (laughs) i got a nice truck now so yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, what's up now? Twenty twenty one rags the riches. <laughs> <laughs> Let's reminisce a little bit on our high school basketball days, man. He's probably going to crap all over me because he was better than me. But we grew up playing basketball together in high school. He made varsity as a sophomore. Cool, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my best memory from high school basketball with you, man, is our my senior year, your junior year. We had a great team. We started off district six and two, and we were in first place halfway through the season, and we kind of snuck up on everybody the first half. That was tough that second half, man. Then we went two and six in the second we half. Lost Larry. Yeah, we Adam lost a lot of close games Adam too. Stevens had to start starting. We lost a lot of close games. Yeah, we finished out district eight and eight, missed the playoffs. Like I said, we were in first place halfway through, so. Man, that's something that still like hurts me. It haunts you forever. Because we were so good. We were so good. People by twenty points. Yeah, we beat Daryl Ashford and them. You know, by like eight points, and they were supposed to beat us by twenty-five. When the preseason projections came out by like all the newspapers in the area, they were like predicting us to be last place in district. Yeah. And halfway through, we were sitting at the top. I bet that felt good. It did, but what do you got? Too cocky. Yeah. We just didn't change our scheme, really. Yeah. You think that was players' fault or coaches' fault, though? <laughs> Everybody, they started full court trapping us, and we, our only ball handler, really at the time, was a five foot eight guard, who he was just he was overwhelmed good. by the athleticism from the. I mean, these guys we were playing were good players that went on and played D one. I think a lot of it what happened too was we snuck up on the first the first half that we snuck up on these teams that were expecting us to be the last in district and we came out just Torch balling. Man. When they came back and played us the second because you play everybody twice in district. So when they came back the second time play, it's like they were out for revenge. They wanted to get us back. They were throwing their best their best games at us. We lost a lot of close games. And all it really if we would have won 
like two games, we would have been in the playoffs. I think we missed playoffs by like a game or two, but and that's when it stings most, really. It like, stung. So close. That's one of the biggest stingers of my life to this day is the regret of not if I knew what I knew now, the more how more how much more focused and like serious I would have taken every single game in the second half. But you're so young, man. You don't know. You don't really know. It's just like I get to go talk to the kids now, and I'm trying to tell them, like, y'all need to relish these moments and, like, really be in the moment because one day you're going to wish you would have. I think that's the crazy thing about guy athletes and female athletes is that we don't really look back. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I went to state every year. We did really well. I look back, and it was great times playing in, you know, in college ball. I don't even think about it anymore. You talking like, about females? Yeah, I guess. Maybe, I feel like as a male, a, like I, I still look back on the high school and like basketball. But I talk like, to so many guys that will tell this kind of same yeah. story, right? That mm. they have this one moment. You know, you hear about those high school football player wash-ups. Like that's a movie, you know, stereotype, right? Where they relish just like their high school days. But you never really hear that females reminisce back on that or think about it as much, That's right? a good point. How often do you think about it? I think it's a lot to do with letting people down because there would be so many people at our games right? and not saying anything about the women's games. No, I mean, you'd I go agree. to the girls' games and there'd be 12 people in the stands. Half their parents aren't even there. And us, I mean, we would have the entire school yeah. at our game, you yeah. know. I've never really thought about it Yelling at the way. other team. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was the same kids stands who were, were sitting in class with you who yeah. would, Student you know, body. congratulate you the next day. Or if you lost, they're like... <laughs> Yeah. Nice showing up last night. That's, that's, that's a lot do to do with like school pride, pride for your school, right? It's all yeah. like when you play, especially Tom Ball's playing Magnolia or Side Creek or something like when you want to win. And at that age, you want to win so bad. Well, like, it's I, not about like you're in the pros. They make money and stuff. They can lose a game and move on. But in that time of your life, like you just want to win so bad. I can see that because, you know, school funding for the athletics department, everything is built on mm-hmm. y'all's championships, how mm-hmm. well you're playing. I mean, even coaches' jobs. I mean, you look at one of the most stressful careers is to actually be a coach in yeah. a pro sport. So that's speaking as a male coach, right? Male sports. So I can definitely see that. I never looked at it that way, but now you saying it, it makes perfect sense. I guess as a female athlete, I was always frustrated and pissed off that <laughs> nobody came <laughs> exactly yeah. that we didn't get the same type of funding mm-hmm. that we you know we had to do a lot of fundraising to get new jerseys new balls new whatever that yeah. we needed whereas the athletic department provided almost everything for y'all yeah and new shoes, i think that's everything. changing though right. i think it's changing get everything start slowly yeah. Why? Because men are coming into female sports? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that there's such a movement. Exactly. <laughs> Bingo. By the way, that's unfair. So. Hey, you saw Kentucky pass that law to where um, they're not going to let men come into female sports. Yeah. They they're going with what was on their birth certificate. But they Kentucky shouldn't. also lets you sleep with your cousin. So, yeah. you know, it's well, kind of... Well, you can sleep with your cousin anywhere. <laughs> You just can't you tell just nobody. Can't marry <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. No, but what I'm saying is, and even somebody like you, you and I have talked about this before. You're a feminist and you're a big advocate for women, but even you say like that's unfair. And we're not gonna get into it because we've already had that conversation. But Chris wants to be on the girls' team. <laughs> no, he ain't good enough for the boys' team. Well, I would say one thing: <laughs> I'd give them girls hell in the WNBA. <laughs> 
You score well, 800 points a night. What was that oh. basketball movie? Joanna Man. Yeah, Joanna Man. That was actually a good one, though. I like that movie. That, that was a great movie. Yeah. Until he fell in love with one of the players. <laughs> <laughs> of course that's going to happen. Yeah, Let's move on from sports for a minute and talk about some other topics going on in the world. Because on this podcast, we like to talk about sports, current events, inspirational stuff. What do y'all think about, I know y'all have heard the news, Elon Musk buying Twitter. I love it. I'm super excited. Like I said, he tweeted today that, you know, now he's going to cancel Twitter and he wants you to get up and go outside. I'm loving it. I was mean, that, especially. Was that you that told me that or you? Yeah, it was me. It's definitely um, a generational thing. We're not seeing so many people being active anymore. You know, y'all would probably say the same thing that when you were kids, you would ride around your neighborhood, get on your bike, be out on your skateboard, your scooter, whatever you could go out and, you know, find the nearest woods, get lost in them, build tree houses. I mean, I didn't come home until the lights came on. That was the rule. Yeah. And now you can't even get your kids to go outside. We used to play basketball outside all day until the church would kick us out. Yeah. I feel like we had a basketball go outside. Yeah, and then they they told us we couldn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they do that? Maybe people were fighting. I don't know. They had dumb rules. I don't know. You could sell drugs there, though. (laughs) (laughs) You knew where to go. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about Twitter? What did y'all say? Donald Trump said he's not going to be on it, so. He can't be on it. No, he can come back. They were saying that they could bring him back because Elon Musk bought it. Because the whole reason he bought it, because he wants freedom of speech. Correct. But Trump started his own social media platform called Truth Social. And he said yesterday he's not going to come back to Twitter because he wants people to go get on Truth Social. I actually signed up for a uh, account last night. Y'all should sign up. I was kind of looking forward to Trump coming back to Twitter because I thought it was very entertaining. His tweets were iconic. Oh, iconic yeah, they were but the also, best. not just entertaining, but it was a way for him to get his side of stuff out there. Of course. And in a world that we live in today, I experience this all the time in my career. You get accused of stuff that's not true. You have no way to defend yourself. I thought that was always a good way for him to like, especially with the media, He's on a whole different level, but it is what it is. But I think that's pretty awesome of Elon Musk for both sides, Republican and Democrat. Like there should be a platform that we both are on that anybody can say what they want. And, Without being removed. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, haven't been on Twitter since Trump got off it. And if he's not coming back, I don't really see a point in me getting back on it. Just, I've never had a Twitter. Twitter is more like news and politics sports like it's a very new it's like very informational but like you said how do you remove the president of the united states i mean isis has a freaking twitter account <laughs> yeah like and they get posted yeah and they get reposted it's like so you have isis on there but you don't have trump because he says something you didn't like anyways y'all go sign up for true social follow me at sailor jimmy <laughs> <laughs> deal i'm gonna follow you today by the way i have a uh I have a TikTok too, at Sailor Jimmy. So make sure you follow me. Are you following me on TikTok? I'm, I don't have a TikTok. Why? For a media company owner and everything that I do, I don't have social media. Terrible. None? I have a Facebook account that I just reactivated in you got MySpace? July. <laughs> I probably still have an active MySpace. I think we talked about this. What dating apps are you on? Ooh, absolutely none. I'm going through a divorce, Jimmy. I'm not allowed to be. <laughs> but once that's, that's done, you can find me. me on all of them. That's news to me because I know a lot of people are going through divorces that are on dating apps. 
It's a part of my agreement. Oh, okay. Uh, the old agreement. Yeah, because the attorney. No farmers meat for you. <laughs> <laughs> but once I'm once I'm done, I'm getting yeah. on farmers Christian meat. Mingle. Christian Mingle. <laughs> Is that still around? Plenty of fish. <laughs> hey, that's where my sister met her husband. So hey, maybe. Yeah. Like I've told you before, I've never been on any of those dating sites. So. Yeah, you've been married to Lindsay for a long time. Well, yeah, we got married before that stuff came out. Wow. Yeah. Even if even if we divorced, I don't think I would get on that stuff. How would you meet? I'm people? all about the traditional way of meeting, like at, at a, a bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> at a birthday party. <laughs> That's at the bar. <laughs> An adult birthday party. <laughs> no. Nah, church. You'd be at Urban Air. But See, it's so different for women. Ducking on little kids. We, we talked the about this. Single mom comes around. <laughs> <laughs> Bullying little kids at the Urban Air. <laughs> I can't hang out at a park and get hit on. It's going to be a creeper. I can't go to a bar and get hit on. It's going to be a creeper. I can't be at See, church. you're wrong. You're wrong. Nah, nah, nah. Or he's going to be on, either a closeted on, gay. See, that's a problem with women. That's a problem with women right now. Or a mama's now. boy. You're a part of the LGBTQ? I'm L- a part LGBT- of every community, exactly. Jimmy. And you're straight. So, But here's a problem that I see with women, okay? They think every dude that comes up to him and compliments him is a creep. What happened to a man being nice and saying, hey, something nice to you without him being a creep? Why is, is that just the world we live in now? Like, Definitely not. I, I, I think I a think, lot of women get really snobby and like stuck up when a dude tries so to I'm just be. I'm not like that. You've like, gone out with me a lot. You see how I am. I'm, I see a lot of my I'm friends nice get shot down by girls because girls just think every dude is a creep. Well, I think it's... Well, a lot of your friends are creeps. <laughs> Very true. Being Touché. one of his best friends, Chris. Yeah, you're saying that. Chris scares off all the women. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think it really just depends. I'm a nice guy. I mean, uh, if But if, if a girl said the same me, thing to a dude that a dude says to a girl, it's like, dudes would be like, oh, thank you, sweetheart. Like, I appreciate you compliment my shirt. Or, But like you said, dude, I've seen dudes say it to girls and like, they're like, oh, who's this guy talking to me? Uh, See, like, in that sense, if you come up and you're you genuine. more open-minded. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have a conversation with you. If we have chemistry, then, you know, if he asks me out and he actually has the courage to do that, why wouldn't I say yes? Yeah. But most of the time, it's not it's like all that. How, it's, it's all about the, the initial interaction. Yeah, of course. First most impression. of the time, it's like, hey, you want to fuck? First impression. <laughs> And it's like, come if on. If some dude knows that to you, then he is a creep and you should slap him. Right. But it, but it happens. When you get on dating apps or anything like that, oh, the first yeah. things you're going to get are dick pics. Well, see, I'm talking about, I'm talking about in, like, not on dating apps, like in person. Oh, in person too, though. You know, someone will go and straight up add me on Facebook and then DM me a dick pic yeah. on Facebook. And I I'm think like, I know who you're talking about. You probably do. But it gets I think he's a friend point. of mine. He's a creep. <laughs> It gets to a point where you're like, I did not ask for that. Well, a lot of guys are single because they don't know how to approach a woman to start with. Yeah. But let me say that I come up to one of you at a bar. You know, we're hitting it off and everything. And then I say, want to fuck? Are you well, going to think I'm a creep? Ra- are you going to say, yeah? I think, a man's, I think a man's reaction is going to be different than a woman's. Of course. So that's where I'm saying that you can't really say if you're a woman and a male and you do the same things, it's the same. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. how do you? Well, you're not. You've, you're been, judge, you've been in a relationship for a long time. You're gonna you're gonna judge a book by its cover, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Off of that first impression, of yeah. course. If someone walks up, you you're gonna want to you're gonna look at them, and you're gonna know right then whether they've got a shot or not, yeah. regardless of what's inside. They, you can change your mind though. I mean, now over time, you might see them at the same bar over and over, and then gradually you get to start to know them and then they start to see who you are as a person you on the inside and then you have a chance. Yeah. But that first initial 
you already know if you're going to so be with go somebody. Off, so you're saying you go off like what how you physical physical everybody attraction. does. Well, yeah, yeah everybody for does. sure, but mostly. Well, I mean, unless you know, it, not it's going to take men you, do more than women. It's going to take you three to five times seeing this person and interacting with them before they see inside of what's yeah. really in there. Yeah. And they're going to judge you regardless when you walk up. Of course, we are attracted by physical attributes, no matter what, right? So, like, I like to use the scenario whenever I'm in a marketing situation and I'm trying to get people to, you know, take on my business or know what I'm good at. So, I want you to picture everyone in the world bald. No hair. (laughs) Now tell me. Now tell me who you're attracted to. Can we wear a hat? (laughs) No. No. And I'm talking about males and females because the first thing that a guy says that they're attracted to is either tits or ass. Typically, if he's a good guy, he'll go. And after he's like, you know, grown up a little bit, he says a smile, their eyes, but nobody ever says hair. Now I want you to honestly picture in your mind, every single person bald, picture me bald right now. Am I attractive? Am I not attractive? That's, Depends on what the roots you look like from from your head down. That after that, like, but, <laughs> if everybody's bald, then we got to make a new. Right, but I mean, you know, we're not even thinking that it is so much more than just what we're saying. TNA hair plays a you, big thing. I think I though, mean, when you get older, like it's not what it was when you were like twenty two or twenty one. Like, I mean, because I have different standards can, now. exactly. Like, let's just say you never interacted with a certain person, but you've seen them many times. Yeah. And then you know, like, what their occupation is. You know how much money they have. You know who they hang out with. Their lifestyle. That's a little choose, different than you just randomly for the first time. Like, I seen you the first time tonight, and I don't know anything you do. You walk up and meet somebody. I think I think there's just a lot of variables at play. So a lot of when it. we were younger, we didn't really have those you know characteristics behind us necessarily, right? But now. You know, after going through a marriage, having children, and then now going through a divorce, I know completely why my marriage failed. I know exactly what I need to look for in a partner now, what yeah. I can offer a partner, and I'm going to be very straightforward. Have you that. ever met Chris before today? Yeah. Oh, so I was about to put y'all to the test. <laughs> yeah. No, we've met at a couple of your events. It's all good stuff. What do y'all think about girls who have guy friends? I am that girl. <laughs> So I guess y'all tell me what you think about me. <laughs> I just saw a video on TikTok the other day about a bunch of dudes talking about it. Okay, so I just saw a video the other day. Steve Harvey. And he said, anytime a guy is friends with a girl and the right opportunity pops up and he sees an open door, he's going to take a shot. Yeah. No matter what. I think I've seen that too. Yeah. And... That might just be the whole friendship thing and you just, you know, every guy is going to be friends with a girl that he wants. At some point in time, there's something inside of him that he likes about her and if the opportunity is right, he's going to take a shot. Yeah, like if she's like, hey, I want you. Or oh, yeah. He's in there. Yeah. Women, it's funny to me because I see, I see a lot of women, like, they're very gullible to it and they think, well, this so guy. So gullible. They just want to, especially when you're in a relationship, right? Oh, this is my guy friend, but he's always calling you, always wanting to hang out, always up your ass, always FaceTiming you, texting you, yeah. inviting With, you places. Yeah. And it's like without saying anything about your boyfriend or husband. Or inviting you to come with her or yeah, something like no, that. There's know? no invite. There, there's no invite for him, is there? But I don't know, man. 
that's just how they're wired. Yeah. Like they don't Especially they don't, single they don't guys. put a lot of time into it. Single guys think if she's pretty and she gives him any amount of attention that he might have a chance somewhere down the road. Yeah. And that's what keeps him coming back with those texts. Yeah. But I will say there are relationships you have is like Caitlin and I are friends. We're and we're good friends, but like I'm not her friend because I'm going to hook up with her. Yeah. We have a friendship because we do business together. We do this. We do our podcast together. She knows my wife. Like, so there is some sort of like devil's advocate kind of deal for me, like where I feel like, but I'm talking about like just like the more, I don't call and text Caitlin every day. She don't call and text me every day. She, we don't, it's not that like, but I'm talking about the relationships where there's those like, this is my best friend, man. Like. I've always been that girl that was invited to all the guys' birthday parties back in elementary school. I remember my mom, she loves to tell this story how she took me to a sleepover and drops me off and didn't even realize that it was an all-guys birthday party and I was the only girl invited. And, and you it, were at the sleepover? No, I had to be. I did get invited because he had a sister and I was allowed to stay with you know yeah. her. But my mom did end up picking me up because she felt uncomfortable. But at the same time, for me, that's just what it was. Like when we had recess and the girls would be, you know, playing house or four square or, you know, hopscotch, I was out there playing dodgeball or football or whatever it was that the guys were playing. So, of course, I was invited to all the guys' birthday parties. I was always that girl that guys could rely on, they could hang out with. So, for me, it wasn't necessarily about, oh, I want to date or want them to date me. It was just more so I understood them. We got along. And now as an adult, I can agree. I've had a lot of my guy friends come back and when they've had the chance say, hey, you're that girl that, you know, you're real. We have the same hobbies. Like, would you ever be interested? But I can also say that those same guys that when I'm very honest, we're still good friends today. And, um, yeah, but- you know. If you gave him that opportunity, I, I, yeah, and I, oh, he's, I, he's yeah. opening that door. I think that if I'm you did, sure. if you did a social experiment with like all these these girls who have guy friends, and you just set it up to like, okay, girl, look, you're gonna go up to him and you're gonna say, hey, I'm gonna be honest with you, like I'm really into you, and I I, I would like to hook up. I bet 99 percent of them would do it. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I probably and wouldn't saying, doubt right? that. But it's a red is that a red flag in a relationship though? Like, it, it's a hard depends on how she reacts to yeah to it and and I think that that's the key I'm really I've really mastered how to react to the situation because I don't have a lot of girlfriends I don't know why but I just don't and I've always been that girl that's like I just want a best friend that's a girl yeah. and anytime I've ever had a best friend as a girl she's fallen in love with me <laughs> she has well 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 and so that <laughs> What do you do to them? <laughs> that, that is the next stage of uh, my healing process, Jimmy, is because I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing, right or wrong. But realistically, every time I felt like I fit in with a female, I obviously didn't either. Yeah. So where do I fall in in the spectrum? Because I just want true friends at this point. I just want uh, you know, a good guy friend or a good girlfriend that I really am just safe with. Yeah. And how do you do that? I think that you're very unique. And I think that you're very, you're like, kind of like one of those exceptions to the rules, maybe the way like you're looking at it. But I think. It's not a good thing. The way you're looking. Yeah. Yeah. But the way that most these dudes look the way at that these a other best friend as a girl, like, like Chris, if you're, if you're pretty and you're, and you're hot and you're attractive, those dudes will take an opening, I think. 
But y'all have friends Any that are girls that aren't attractive, right? And yeah. that you can consider. Everybody's somebody to somebody. So I don't want to say unattractive. Like, not necessarily attracted to me, but I, I mean, I'm married, so. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Anyways, anything else on that topic? I'm out. Kaylin wants a best friend. Guy or girl, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm taking Transgender, sign-ups. lesbian. She's on Christian Mingle. Queer. I'm not on a dating app right now. <laughs> she has. Let's check back no boundaries. later, 2022. Hey, sometimes you sometimes best friends fall in love. It's so you know yeah. it is what it is. So. It's true. Yeah, because one of them had been in love the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding! Wow. Oh man, you're wild. Plus, we know as men, like you don't invest your time in a girl unless you tell them, Chris. If you best, if you're investing time in a woman, there's something there. Yeah, you, you, you want see, something. You out see of it. something. Like, it ain't just you know. But I'm like that person that you can call in any situation, no matter what. I don't we judge. Know you're an exception. I hang out. Like, yeah. yeah. So realistically, investing time in me is a. You ever hooked up thing. with one of your best friends? Never. How long were you married? Seven years. And you're about to go through a divorce. Mm-hmm. All of her friends fall in love with her. <laughs> you're she's a, she's as got soon some as sort it, of. As spell. soon as this divorce is Not over, all my friends, all my friends, right? <laughs> as soon as this divorce Sorry, is over, you friends. will hook up with at least five of those friends you call your best friends. Uh, it's actually, on. Most, most I mean, of my friends are married now, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to say you're going to go to a couple events, and. Uh, <laughs> I go to Why mostly at me with events, man? BFT events. So to the gala or what? That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to look hot at that gala. So I may be solo, but I'm going to look good. A lot of people hook up at the gala. I ain't going to lie. I don't advocate for it. That's never happened to me. Like I've never gone to a wedding and someone want to hit like hook up with me. I've never gone to an event and someone want to hook up with me. Like well, they always want to hook up with why don't my friends. You use what, why don't you use some of those skills that you use when you have girls, friends fall in love with you? Use that at the wedding. That's not skills. Whatever you're doing me. in the area, do that. That's, that's not okay? skills. <laughs> that was just accidental. It happened. And they're like, I was never gay before, but I want to How would to you feel if your husband or your boyfriend had a best friend that was a girl? Actually, I wouldn't mind it. My husband did I have a, a good friend that was a girl. And not in that way, not in that way. But, you know, she lived with us for some time, yeah. you know, because both my husband and her, they um, they sail. And so they were gone for a month at a time, back for a month at a time. And she had a dog and I would take care of them. Together? They, no, not together. They were on different vessels. <laughs> okay. this man different oh, shit. No, no, no. But, you know, I, I'm I've been very... On a ship. I'm very open-minded. Jimmy, I think we've talked about this. I don't have the jealousy in me like most people. If we have a very open, honest relationship, sex is the least of my problems yeah. with somebody, realistically. Super confident. It's not about confidence. I just think that especially when you travel and you live other countries, you start to realize that Americans sexualize everything. And when it comes sex down sells. to it, it That's does. That's we're talking about it right now so we can get viewers. I mean, you're right, but it's just a body. And after yeah. you've experienced that lustful temptation, what goes beyond that? And that's really what a relationship in a marriage is. Because yeah. after that that's so spice true. diminishes, like, are you really attracted to this person? Do you really yeah. want to grow this person's future? Do you, you want like to work hard, grind hard? Do you want to hang out with them? Or do most nights you want to go out by yourself? Or do you want to hang out with your guy friends? Or do you want to take whoa, trips whoa, without whoa, them? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's nothing wrong with that either. There, there's nothing wrong. I'm not. You saying. have to take a break from each other. 
Of course you do. And there needs to be healthy boundaries, definitely. But I'm just saying in my terms, I don't have that same type of jealousy that a lot of people do. And I think that also makes it hard for people to date me because I have a different, you know, viewpoint of a lot of things in a relationship. Sure. I think you're very strong-willed too. I am. You're yeah. alpha. I can be a beta yeah. though. I mean, okay. I like to take a lead, but at the same time, I know what a man needs and I know how Did to- Did y'all hear what Cam Newton said about women? <laughs> Did you? Tell us. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> you didn't hear? Uh-uh. He said that all these women out there, I can call themselves boss bitches. Like, they're supposed to be like bad bitches, boss bitches. Like, they make their own money. They do all this. They do that. He's, he said, but you can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't cook. And he, said, so. and he said, you don't know when to be quiet. <laughs> and a lot, of women, a lot of women got mad about it. Because, of course. I mean, I because think, I couldn't get quiet. Yeah, his intention was not to be your woman. You need to be cooking, and you shut up when you told shut up. He was basically saying that him, he wants to be the leader of the family. He's the man. I agree in a non-derogatory way because I'm a traditionalist, and I think that there's a lot of talking about equal. You know, men and women should be equal, and they should be on certain things. But I still believe in like. My grandpa got up and went to work every day. And when he came home from work, my grandma have, had dinner made. And she cooked for him. And she did his laundry. That was like just the traditional way that families were back in the day. And that's – what was wrong with that? Like what's wrong with, hey, this is my role. This is your role. It's hard to find that you know? though now in, in a woman. Not all. Yeah. But and it's not, it's not devaluing them though. It's not saying you're lesser. Like well, it's saying like my I role is provide. Your role is to – you know, and some women want to provide too, and that's fine too. But so something that I really respect about arranged marriages, and I had no idea until my best friend had an arranged marriage. Actually, this girl never fell in love with me, so I can I can talk to her. You lied to us. I did, I did, but I'm thinking of one because we have such a rare friendship. I only see her maybe once, maybe twice a year, if even. But when we are together, everything picks right back up, and we live right down the street from each other. But it's because of the traditional marriage she's in. So she was in an arranged marriage and never thought that she would. We used to talk about running away together and her not ever having to go through this. Not in that sense, <laughs> just as friends. But um, she ended up going through and meeting a man that she could see herself with. And they got, you know, they did get married. They've been married now for eight years. But in the arrangement, they sat down before they were even thinking about dating, according each other, and talked about all the points that they wanted. Do you want to stay home, cook, clean, do all of these traditional things, or do you want to have a job? And they asked both of each other, not just the female, they asked the male as well. They went through religion, they went through children, they went through all the major core topics of what a marriage is going to either make it or break it in. Yeah. And they decided right then and there. And of course, they left flexibility that things could change over a decade of time, two decades of time. But really, when you ask a partner what you want in an American culture, if I came straight up to you at a bar and said, I'm ready to have kids and get married now, a guy's going to be like, I'm out, unless he's also ready for that too. But we're not typically open and honest in the first year, maybe even two years of our relationship. We go through this courting phase where we're so fake. We try to put on our best appearance outward that we don't show people our depression, our struggles, what it's like to feel like you have to be the male or the female that provides, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of these things really make a toll on a relationship and it comes back into marriage very differently. 
I mean, you're married, Jimmy. I'm sure you and Lindsay have gone through some things because you built a business together. I mean, I can't even imagine what that takes every single day to grind in on the same level. (laughs) Right. Do you work as hard as her? Does she work as hard as you? I mean, it it comes down to a lot. Yeah, there's a dynamic to it all. Of course. And it's a different life than the marriage that people go separate ways every day and come on from the day. So it's a little bit more challenging in my opinion. But the thing about Lindsay and I is we met at a very young age and we kind of grew up together through building businesses and we've experienced all the different emotions and feelings and challenges and struggles and somehow we're still together. But But you know, a lot of the people out there that know your organization and that support y'all, they don't know that part of it, right? Yeah. They look at y'all and they're like, wow, this is a perfect couple. This is, you know, someone that they work, they grind, they do all these things together. This is what we want. And I think that's what social media in our world has created today is that we look at people and we almost lust after what other people have. Sure. But then when they let you into their personal lives and we start to be honest and real, everyone's struggling. Everyone's what going do you think, through. Chris? People try to get people to like them and will definitely say some things that may not be true or they might say that their occupation is different or that, the amount of money um, they make. Yeah, the amount of money or all or like, they'll take someone out to eat and spend $150 and they've got $20 left for the week. Yeah. I was that guy yeah. at one time. Yeah. You know? I did. The guy that told me he owned his I house. I think we've all kind of faked it until we make it. And you're just better off not being as stressed out. Yeah. If you're just your true self. You're real. But and we learn you? that as we get older. But when we, like, even our younger days, like, you spend like, your last dollar yeah, on this you really, girl. You really like a girl. Like, you might, you may borrow money from your parents or borrow money, like, hey, I need, which that's just being young and dumb. But people aren't real when they first meet each other. I think everybody's guilty of that because we want that person to like us. Yeah. But I you want to do whatever it takes. In your thirties is totally different than dating in your twenties. Because I, I haven't I feel had like it's to very manipulative. Right. But at this point, you know, I'm looking for certain things because I'm at a very different place in life. Well I was saying as we get older we learn like that's not the way to go or right. the route to take because I mean I'm sure you, you probably know from dating that Nobody wants to invest a lot of time and money in somebody that then find out that they're not the person that they really. So you, I mean, I don't know. I'm not dating, so. But really, do Anyways, we want to be dating about the, we, in this no. world with Johnny Depp and? No. I Amber Heard and what they're going through. I haven't I don't, even. I haven't even read up on. The only thing I want to say about the Johnny Depp trial is that it's hilarious, and I've been seeing the hilarious on his the, side, right? <laughs> I've the been reels. seeing the clips like him yeah. messing with the prosecutors and stuff, but. It's a very sad story because typically the woman's the one that's abused. Mm. And in this situation, she's the abuser. You and believe him? I do. I definitely do. I don't God, think I could that- talk about that for so long, how the world is like, it's always the, like the men's fault. And there are women, I'm going to say there are women abusers out there. Of course. And they abuse situations. They abuse everything about men and call me, whatever you want to call me for saying that, but I've seen it. I just feel like- And they like- know they can get away with it and it pisses me off. As a woman, I'm never going to claim the rape card unless it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I have always disrespected women that come out and say something that's not true, get somebody in trouble, 
you know that's serious ruin stuff. their exactly imagine going to jail for that exactly and then getting out in seven years because she tells someone and it was that all a lie right she was just i, I can't or she had a she boyfriend a that she didn't want to make mad so she said you got her drunk or something you know like right and at the end of the day you know if if we're going to do that as a female then why should people believe us and i've been put into a position where someone didn't believe me for the first time in my life and it was yeah. the most awful feeling i've ever been through so yeah. I do believe Johnny Depp. And I think a lot of America is starting to get behind him because a lot of people were on her side at first and saying, oh, no, no, that can't be true. She's beautiful. She's young. He's old. Look at him. It's Johnny Depp. But why can't he be the one that's being abused? He can. He can. Yeah. And, and I really You got to hear the that, facts. Yeah. I think it's like it everything else. You got to hear the facts. Just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. You need to hear the facts. Well, everything they're saying right now out in the public is different than what happened behind closed doors, yeah. too. Of yeah. course. The Sailor Jimmy podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rooftop Solutions. Steven Smolko and his team are the best in the roofing business. If you've noticed roof damages or signs of roof damage, suspect a leak, or have neighbors who've had roof repairs or replacements, chances are it's time to have your roof checked out. Our team of experts will inspect your roof for free and, if needed, guide you through the insurance claim process and restore or repair your roof to mint condition, leaving you with the peace of mind that comes with knowing your family and your largest investment are safe and secure. Give us a call at 832-512-5758. Again, that's 832-512-5758. Real quick, who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? Golden State. I'm going to go with Golden State, too. Boy, Steph. I'm going to go with Miami Heat. Oh. Okay. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> Man, that's tough. Man, I hope Jimmy and them get out of the get out of the It'd East. be cool to see Jimmy Butler they and the get Heat out versus of the East, Golden State. If they Warriors. get out of the East, it's going to be a damn good who's, one. Who's going to beat them? Boston, this, maybe. This, Boston this, played a really good Boston, series. This Boston-Milwaukee uh, series, once Milwaukee wins, is going to be – yeah, I'm glad Damn to see that good. Boston's coming back. That they're rebuilding. No, Boston. No, they're built. They're they're, they're, they're built. They oh, just swept the Nets. But but yeah. I just mean you know like back to like the old school Boston days exactly. when they were winning championships. Yeah. yeah, I mean Celtic Garden. I mean everything. It was so different. I mean but to the, actually be. There. You got to think about this too. This new generation of people who are chasing these rings. If they don't win this year or next year. Jalen Brown or or Tatum, one of them is gone. Yeah, of course, nobody's loyal anymore. No, one of them, you know, gone. you're you're going somewhere else. Except except Damian Lillard, he's loyal. So you, I got the Heat. You got you both got Golden State. I'm just going with bet the safe that. bet. Um, sorry, Jimmy. Give me your top five NBA players of all time: Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Kareem, Shaq. Ooh, that's a good lineup. Do you even know five? I- do I even I'm know just kidding. They're going to be all, I'm gonna all throw Pittsburgh Steve and Pittsburgh. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. I'm not Get even kidding. That's your favorite player. He, no, but I'm going to put Best it in one of, of mine. Okay, go ahead. I, I do like Steve Nash. I think that, you know, the Canadian, he never really got as much glorification as he should have. And we're what do you mean? Everybody loved him. Over I mean, Michael of, Jordan? Of course. They no, all no, loved no. him. You said five players. Right, I, so I so agree he, with so his. So he's number five of all time. He definitely is. I said, I will agree with Chris's statement, his line. Up, but I'm gonna add Steve Nash into there. Maybe you know, I'll probably throw LeBron because I I don't really like LeBron. He's great, but La brick. I don't La know. Bum. I loved him with Shaq. Mine's Michael I Jordan number him. one. Listen, Michael Jordan number one. Hakeem Olajuwon number two. 
Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and Larry Bird. Okay. But man, you know what? There's no LeBron on there. No LeBron. No. Oh, See, no. I agree. Tough. I put LeBron number six. I didn't say That's that he's not a great tough. player because, but he's not my one mind, of my favorite. In my mind, the greatest players have to have that killer instinct. Yeah, they got to have that. Like that's what attracts me. I really put Akeem in there because. How come then Rockets I said Charles Barkley? You don't like him. Charles, my top ten. Barkley, top fifteen. He was a good player. He I felt a, like he, he was, had that instinct. He was a good player. He's a, he was a dog, but he just didn't have he. I mean, he wasn't your forward, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, he always assisted. He was great. Charles Wright was a great player. He wanted the ball too damn much. Charles wanted if the ball If he would have won one championship, they might have talked about him. Being yeah. He always, if I you go back and watch his part, clips, though. he always wanted the ball. Yeah. Like That's all right, though. So did Kobe. But Charles wasn't that kind of scorer like that. No, we're yeah. forgetting. We're forgetting a lot. There's so many Scott good players. Allen Iverson. Oh. AI. Yeah. yeah, but he had too much of an attitude. Yeah. Anyways, it's been fun today, guys. Had a lot of fun talking about all this yep. stuff with you. Chris, thanks for coming thanks on. Thanks for having us out. Um, Caitlin, thank you for being here, as always. always. John, thanks for producing. I want to give a shout-out real thanks, quick John. to uh, Texrax AC and Refrigeration. You guys are sitting in the Texrax cool seats today. Here in Texas, it seems each year, the weather's becoming more and more extreme. Heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration maintenance, repair and replacement can no longer be left to your run-of-the-mill contractor. In today's world, you need a company that can provide not only top-notch services, but also provide excellent customer service and is reliable, honest, and professional. Well, folks, we're here to tell you, Texas Refrigeration and AC Services, better known as TX Racks, is the company you've been looking for. Texas born, Texas owned, with 30 plus years of experience, TX Racks offers a full range of services for residential and commercial heating, cooling, and refrigeration. If you're looking for the best of the best to handle your preventative maintenance, which will keep your equipment operating efficiently and prevent unnecessary breakdowns. If you're looking for a company that is well-trained in indoor air quality to keep your family and employees healthy and happy. If you're looking for a company with integrity, reliability, and great customer service, look no further. TX Racks has you covered. They offer a full range of air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration services using the most up-to-date technology and training with a mobile app to keep you informed about the arrival of your technician and the expert knowledge and experience to evaluate the quality of air you're breathing, along with always providing a live professional to take your call. TX Racks keeps Texas homes and businesses warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and keeps all of us covered with the best warranties in the business. Always on time, always dependable. Call TX Racks for all your cooling, heating, and air quality needs. TX Racks is your go-to in Texas. Always ready to rack up on satisfied customers. Call TX Racks today. Thank you, Douglas Vaughn, for all you do for the show. If I love you, have you Dougie any, Fresh. Dougie Fresh. You know his license plate says the cool guy? Yeah. So awesome. If you have any AC refrigeration needs this summer, make sure you guys call Douglas at Tex Racks. And we'll see you guys next time on the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jimmy, check us out on the web at SailorJimmy.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SailorJimmyTX, on Instagram at SailorJimmyTX, and on TikTok at SailorJimmy. We'll see you next time.